When you think about the spooky season, you may think of Halloween, scary decorations, All Hallows' Eve, trick-or-treating, scary movies, or fall might come to mind. When I think about it, I think about all the spooky games out there and how you can stay on theme for a whole month if you halfway try. Welcome back. And in today's episode, I wanted to look at some games that you can play during this time if you're feeling particularly festive. A quick note, before we begin, this list is going to be comprised of games that are either scary, dark, or just resonate well with Halloween. So the theme may be a bit darker, it might not be scary at all. These are just games that go well with Halloween. But first, before we begin, if you're new here to Woody Gaming, make sure to give us a like and follow on one of our social platforms. We are on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, and that is about it at this time. We're trying to expand beyond that, but that is where we're at at this point. Thank you for all the continued support if you're stuck with us thus far. And let's jump right into things. Beginning with Days Gone, a game that I bought on launch and it still sits in its wrapping. So uh, this may be the time that I actually pick it up this year. Days Gone is an apocalyptic zombie survival game set in Oregon, which sees you trying to survive as much of humanity's population has become freakers. This game's term for zombies. You make your way across the landscape on your motorcycle, which serves as a mobile ammo dispenser as well as your means of traveling around. You must defend yourself against not only zombies, but hostile humans as well. There are huge zombie hordes which you can take on. And so there's a lot of going on here. You can get your blood pumping. It is a lot of fun. I've seen gameplay of it. I just haven't gotten to the game. And it may be that time of year to do so, especially with it being the spooky season. Moving on from there, Hollow Knight. Hollow Knight was developed by Team Chariots, one of their few games that is one of the best new Metroidvanias out recently. There is a sequel to come at some point in the future if they ever finish Silk Song. This is not a small experience with any stretch of the imagination. You can unlock different abilities which allow you to unlock areas that you previously could not access. There are many bosses to take on in the whole world of Hollow's Nest to explore, which is quite massive. It is not scary, as I stated, but has a very dark atmospheric tone, serving the purpose of putting you in the spooky season mood. Now, this game is not easy. There are parts of this game that are just outright difficult. One area in particular, you have to take on all bosses in the game in a row without a break in between, any health, anything like that. So that is a, a bit of a challenge. You may not do everything in this, but it is a fun game. Hollow Knight is a lot of fun and it's very atmospheric. Moving on to that, to a title that actually is scary, it's terrifying outright. Alien Isolation. It sees you trying to survive aboard a ship as you try to avoid a xenomorph that is stalking you. If it's coming, you better hide. There are no real means to defend yourselves. You stealthily sneak around in vents under tables hiding, trying to avoid this monster at all costs. This is a fun game. I have not played it myself, but I know people who have played it, and they have sung high praise of it said it was an excellent game it can be difficult but it is a good experience and the good news for this is you can play it on the switch as well as i believe it was digital foundry pointed out the game is actually better looking on the switch than other consoles it's crazy that you have a switch title look better than a ps4 title but that's the technology they're working with some of these developers have gotten really good at porting to the switch and can make those experiences just stellar and head and shoulders above the uh, the competition that not not be the case in Skyrim or the Witcher but it definitely is in this title next I wanted to discuss Outlast 1 and 2 
these are games that I could never really get into. I'm, I'm a big chicken, man. I'm very scared. I'm scared easily. I do not like jump scares or anything like that. And I played out. I bought the bundle, I believe it was. I tried to play the first one. And I just, I just couldn't get into it. It terrified the crap out of me. I, I thought my heart was going to jump out of my chest playing in the middle of the day, mind you. It wasn't even at dark with the lights off. Both of these see you play as an investigative journalist with little more than a handheld camera to look around with. It serves as allowing you to see in the dark because it has night vision. The batteries for this thing are finite, and if they go, if you run out of batteries, you don't have any replacements in your dark area. Guess what? You have to stumble around in the dark until you find your way out of there. You are exploring a seemingly abandoned psychiatric hospital in the first title. You quickly find out that the asylum is anything but abandoned and you must sneak around avoiding the patients therein. Adding this to the fact that you have no real means to defend yourself, that you must hide and avoid, it just gets terrifying. I couldn't make it through the first title. I don't like horror titles that do not give you a means of defending yourself. Alien Isolation might have been scary. I never played that. I played this, and it was freaking terrifying. If you want to scare your kids, get a good scare yourself. Outlast or Outlast 2, the bundle, it should be cheap enough on, on uh, last-gen consoles. I don't think it's upscaled to PS5 and the new Xbox, but it's a good time for the horror enthusiast. Next, any of the Resident Evil titles, really. Resident Evil 2, 3, 7, and Village are on current gen consoles with Resident Evil 4 coming sometime next year. We're all familiar with the zombie survival and Resident Evil titles. They require little explanation if you haven't been under a rock for the last 20 years. These titles are some of the best survival horror games out there and are perfect to play through right about now. I personally need to tackle the rest of Resident Evil 2. I got part way through, I think it's, uh, was it Claire? Is it Claire or Jill? I, I don't freaking remember at this point. I'm halfway through her story where you run into Tyrant for the first time. I got stuck running from him, got tired of all that, and I put it down. As I do any other game that I run into a roadblock on or I just get bored with at a point. They're fun experiences. Resident Evil is the classic, the, the original horror title, I would say. They were looking back and you had Silent Hill and this on the PS1. So those are the prequels to all the other horror titles that we see today. They're the grandfather of those. Give them a go. Next, Digimon Survive or Danganronpa. Danganronpa and Digimon are both, you play as high schoolers who are set in, in different worlds. In uh, Digimon, you're set in, of course, the digital world. In Danganronpa, you are set in a world where a robotic teddy bear is forcing you to murder one another. Wow, that sounds over the top, just saying in there. They're graphic novels for those who prefer that type of game or prefer games that are lighter on gameplay elements. Though Digimon to Survive, I do know, has some turn-based combat in that. Strategy turn-based combat, that is. Not that familiar with Danganronpa, I just know that it is a horror title that is in the same vein, a visual novel. And if you're into those sort of titles, this would be something for you to play during this time of year. Luigi's Mansion sees you playing as your favorite plumber's brother, using the Poltergust 3000 to trap Ghost a la Ghostbusters. Mario gets all the attention, so it's nice to see Luigi get his time in the sun. It is a shorter experience if you're not trying to do everything, clocking in at around about 13 hours. It can be longer, up to 20 or longer if you're trying to do everything. And it's on my short list to complete this season. It's a lot of fun, just the gameplay. It's interesting, it's charming, 
It's you could play this with your family. It's not going to scare your kids too much. Hopefully. Speaking of Ghostbusters, the new Ghostbusters game releases this month, and it's a four-player, like first-person shooter. This online only. You could play that with your friends. You also have a couple other Ghostbuster games that you can play. The 2016 remake would be my pick for this. It has the original voice acting and game likeness from all the stars from the movies. And even as I was growing up in the 80s, I wasn't a big fan of Ghostbusters. I watched it with my family maybe, but as I've gotten older, it's grown on me over time and I get more and more nostalgic for it. I really wish they would have added the couch co-op action of the 2016 title when they remade it, but you can't have everything, I suppose. It's Ghostbusters. It's, it's not going to scare you too much. It's a lot of fun. If you're a fan of the franchise, this might be something for you. Alan Wake re-released for current-gen hardware last October after years of fans clamoring for it to be remastered. Alan Wake is an action-adventure game with hard themes that sees you needing to stay in the light to survive. In segments where you do not have access to lighting, you can use your flashlights to stun the, the shadows that would come after you and then use a weapon to take them out afterward tells an interesting story and has an enjoyable enough gameplay loop. There's a lot to explore here. You are a writer with writer's block who finds himself in a very strange town. Check it out. I'm playing on this personally, and it's, it's a lot of fun despite not liking jump scares. I've gotten into it a bit. Next, I wanted to give an honorable mention to any of the Souls titles, because though they may not be scary, they are usually dark worlds where ash and undead and hunters meet all manner of twisted npcs and enemies all aside from sekiro even sekiro was a little dark but it's not as dark as the souls titles if you ask me they're quite dark and most npcs do not have happy endings in these titles they're tough as nails at time but from software has the theme to match halloween as well as that fun gameplay loop that can be a lot of fun if you were up for a challenge Speaking of a challenge and another Souls-like title, Code Vein, a vampire-themed anime Souls-like game, while not perfect, has the dark theme and vampire theme going for it. Some of the bosses can be difficult in this as with other Souls-like titles. If you're really into vampires, this and the next one might be right up your alley. You can unlock different abilities. It's, it's an interesting enough Bandai Namco seems to to put this out. I don't know if we're going to get a sequel to this. Code Vein was a little bit of fun though and I, you could pick it up pretty cheap these days. Vampire. Not so much a combat heavy game or it does have combat I should say but it's not as focused. This is more driven by the story. It sees you as a doctor bitten by a vampire in Victorian London turn you into a stalker of the night as well. As I stated the combat is not the best and it's not particularly difficult you can make a world very dark place depending on your choices. It can be very dark. For instance, I was a a nurse who was who was helping people in a very dark part of town that I think she would have ended up dying eventually if I didn't do anything or depending on your choices. And I chose to use my abilities to influence her mind. So it broke her and she lost her mind and went crazy. And became a vampire and then the whole area just descended into darkness it was chaos at that point it lends itself well to replayability due to these decisions that i mentioned much can happen just based on the choices that you make call of duty zombies and the call of duty easter eggs for zombies 
are very intricate and be difficult to pull off, but are a lot of fun if you have a group to play with. You can choose to just play the mode until you fall, as well as if you aren't into the Easter eggs. So you can just play zombies, do round by round, just try to survive and do that. Either way, it's cool. You get to kill zombies, have fun with your friends. The Easter eggs can be a pretty interesting time. You get some cooler bosses out of it. I know they started with Black Ops and the Easter eggs, and then it's just it's gotten out of hand all the way up to Infinite Warfare, all the way up to Infinite Warfare. There's a lot of craziness going on. Next, I wanted to mention some 5v1 games that you can play that are still online at this time, similar to Evolve, where you have four or five people against one, one person trying to dominate the others, Dead by Daylight and Friday the 13th. Now, I've never played Daylight, Dead by Daylight, but I've heard good things about it. You can have a lot of fun outwitting, trying to outwit the killer and escape. Friday the 13th, I know, is a blast. And you can play with your friends. There are a lot of comical moments. It can be tense at times trying to hide from Jason or hide from the killer as they come from you. But there's equally funny times as you might stun them or if you're able to come back as Tommy and kill Jason. You can have a lot of fun with these time, with these titles. Especially Friday the 13th. I, I remember when that launched, I played that to no end. And it was just so much fun to do. And I don't say that lightly. It's, I really wish I had internet access out here still. Because I would likely play this still to this day. Especially when you can get online with friends. And you just cut up and have a good time. If you have a friend who is very good at being Jason as I did with my buddy Gavin. He's Jason. You might as well wrap it up. He's going to kill everybody. I want to give an honorable mention before the final title. I don't think it is on current gen hardware in any way unless you're playing on PC, but that is the Left 4 Dead series. Left 4 Dead is just over the top zombie action as you are playing as four survivors who must try to escape. Four player co-op, first person shooter, you get different weapons, and there are many different types of, of zombies that come about. There are the jockey, which will jump on the back of a survivor, try to ride them around and lead them around. You have to shoot that off your, off of the uh, back of your teammate. There's a liquor, or it might have been called something else. He'll grab you by, with a tongue and drag you, and your teammates must kill that fool. The tank, which is a big monstrosity, will hunk like hunk, uh, just slabs of cement at you. Things a beast. It's, it can be a lot of fun. You must make it through the level, and at the end. There'll be one last stand as you try to make it out of there and just make it to the next area. I highly recommend it. One of my favorite titles from the Xbox 360 era. Left 4 Dead and Left 4 Dead 2. A lot of fun. The final title, it can put you in the mood for the spooky season, is a recent release. It's not scary whatsoever. It's charming, actually, and it has some very dark tomes. Of course, I am discussing Cult of the Lamb. It sees you playing as a lamb who was killed by a couple of gods, but a god saves you. The other gods had tried to kill you because you were the only means of bringing back this imprisoned god who saved you. And after bringing back, it wanted you to build a cult. So you built a cult. You have to build a cult to build up the faith and following. You have to manage hunger, faith, disease, ensuring your flock is tended to. You're tasked with taking down four gods who have imprisoned the one who imbued you with power. It is over the top and just wild. You can sacrifice followers, marry them, and even feed them to your fellow cultists. It's not the longest experience, but it is charming and quite dark at times. Along with 
the cult management, you must go into the forest and clear out different areas. That leads into the taking out of the four gods. You'll have to clear an area like four times before it unlocks the the god. You go in there and you can take it down at that point. I haven't made it through this as of yet, but it's <laughs> it's an entertaining title. It's very charming. It's over the top. It's funny. It's humorous. It's a lot of things in one. You can tell that the developers put a lot of love into this title. I just wanted to take this time, though, especially with it being this season, being Halloween. There's not any other holiday, really, that you can stay on theme and play games for an entire month to be on theme with that holiday. So I think that's interesting enough and worthy of speaking about. So I thought that we might just cover this as a topic to put on the podcast and see how that does. Let me know what you think. If we should do other things like this, if we should try to branch out a little bit more going forward, or how we might expand the format for the podcast in the future. We're looking forward to all that feedback. Let us know what we can do to improve. Thank you and enjoy.